You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. And now, now, it's the Mike Calter Show. It is 8.15 on the Mike Calder Show. It's 102.5 The Bone. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new open letter from Galvin coming up. We'll do that before the break. Right now, let's go to the hotline and welcome back to the show. A man with many titles. One is a former co-star, funny comedian. Uh, Ireland ha- traveler. Half companion. Asian. Yeah. yeah. So many things. Steve Scallop Burr. with hair. Oh. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Good. How you guys doing? Can I tell you, Steve Byrne, that still to this day, the funniest story that has, I have ever heard that I was not a part of was you knocking the coffee out of Jim Norton and Robert <laughs> Kelly's hands. Yeah. I think about that and just start laughing. On, on rollerblades, right? On rollerblades. On rollerblades, yeah. I just think about that to myself. <laughs> I could see it even though I wasn't there. And it just makes me laugh yeah. so hard. I, I love it. That is great. I'm pretty proud of that moment. <laughs> but but I, I think my favorite one is when Bobby got took a cab, gave the guy a $20 bill. He got $5 in change, but the $5 was in nickels. Yeah. And it was in a plastic cup. And he walked into the cellar, and he started bitching about it. And I just smacked the bottom of his hand again. And he picked up all the nickels, and he was furious to see little rotund Bobby Kelly on the floor of the cellar picking up all these nickels. And by the time he got back up and counted them, he had um, $4.85 because some homeless guy came in and took 15 cents. (laughs) He's probably still mad at that. You know, Steve Bryant, 15 cents, he owes me. Dude. I took a page out of that book. Yeah, last week or two weeks ago, we were at a, a, a company luncheon, and it, it, we were sitting like in a circle, and everybody was saying like what they were thankful for, and it was quiet, like a serious moment. And Spanish takes a bite into like one of those Italian rainbow cookies, and he looks at me, and he's like, "I love." It. And as he's looking at me, I just smack the cookie out of his hand, and I went, "This is so much fun." Now I see why Steve Byrne, where he gets it from. <laughs> uh, Steve Byrne. You is come a, into the cellar. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. But you come into the cellar and like you, you would go across the street to Original Joe's and have two pieces of the best pizza in New York City. And you walk in, and as you're walking in, you can't wait to like sit down at the table with the guys and sit down and eat your. And Florentine, Norton, Bobby, Voss, they just smack it out of your hand. <laughs> Two fresh, piping hot pieces of pizza, and you're like, God damn. It's like a 10-minute walk and a wait. Oh, the worst. Oh, and you're just, you could taste, it's in your mouth. You could taste it. You're like, I can't wait. And then they just, oh. Uh, Steve Byrne is on the air with us. Steve is a very funny comedian, but he's also a great actor, a director. And uh, Pod, you know, now you're doing what? The comedy pinata and... 
you and Joe Gatto do a a podcast called Two Cool Moms. <laughs> it's just fantastically Two named. Cool Moms, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, uh, now, he came up with the name Two Cool Moms with Joe and Steve. How do you how do you know him? Did you just develop a friendship with Joe through like the? Because uh, I know you did a lot with the Jokers, and then he and then he leaves, and you're his only friend. <laughs> well, well, they're all still great friends for oh. sure. They're definitely all still great pals, and you know we we just had dinner with Murray, and you know um, Joe surprised Sal, I think in Florida I, or I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Page and. So they, they all still definitely hang, and um, but yeah, when when he dips, I think he's been public about it. I think he just got, you know, it's been ten years, and you know, I think he just hit a breaking point where he's just like, I'm just tired, you know. So he wanted to pivot, and look, he's directing a lot more, and you know, not to tether this in, but he actually directed my my newest hour special because I know how passionate he is about directing, and I think when you watch the show, it's so easy to watch it and, and think these guys are having a blast, but what you don't see is that. Joe's really one of the driving forces behind the scenes in terms of writing, but he's also in the edit bay. He he, he was constantly editing, so he he knows production really well. Where to get the camera angles, all that stuff is um is kind of him behind the scenes, kind of directing a lot more than you would think. I saw a thing, uh, Steve, where you were amazed and I was amazed, but I didn't actually see him do it. Where Joe had never done stand up and went out and did forty five minutes. Like, just straight, yeah. just went out oh, yeah. and did it, and you said he killed. Yeah, he dipped off, and then he was like, you know, I'm going to try doing stand-up. I want to see if I can do this. And uh, and he called me and said, hey, will you come out with me my first week? And I said, of course. And I thought I was going to be there. I was going to help him out. I was going to write notes. I had my notepad in my hand, my pen. And I didn't know what to expect. And yeah. he went out, and he did 45 minutes. And he's not getting courtesy laughs because those things drop, as sure. you guys know. I'm sure you've been to shows where – People are excited for five minutes, and then by minute seven, if you're not making them laugh, they're going to turn on you pretty quickly, and it gets really quiet. And uh, and he he was able to hold their attention and and sell the jokes. And now it's been a year since that moment in time, and he's talking about doing an hour special. Wow. And I'm not going to lie, he's he's been doing theaters for the last probably three or four months, and that's a totally different muscle to go from a club which is intimate to a theater which is sparse and, you know, vertical and you lose the laugh so quick, but he maintains the energy and he's got great material. Uh, he's got great stories. He's a great storyteller. That's his that, biggest strength and he leans into it and he's, he's crushing it. That's the thing. You, you, uh, you, you're famous on TV. You could do a club. You can get away with an hour. But once you start getting out into theaters and stuff, and then the other thing I wanted to point out is that Bobby shot his new special, Killbox, down here and Louis C.K. directed it and it really shows you how important it is to have a director. Like, I just think a stand-up, you just get a camera and shoot the guy. But you need somebody with comedy experience, knowing what where the seating goes and the lighting and what's, what, you know, what makes it look right. Uh, and somebody with that comedy knowledge has to do that. So it's great that, that he's found some stuff. Now, he directs your last, uh, your new special that's called The Last, uh, I'm sorry, The Last Late Night with Steve Byrne. That is the uh, name of the new special. Now, is that available yet? It comes out tomorrow, but the the title. A lot of people think the title is "The Last Light Night with Steve Byrne." It's actually "More Kill Box." I also kill. I also kill, but but no, it's it's a uh, it's it's. Look, there's so many hour specials now. There's a surplus of them. I, I see my Facebook littered with people I've never even heard of, like. 
film my special, take my special. It's like, who is, who wants this? Like, yeah. where's it going? Like, it, there's so much. And I just thought, you got to do something a little different. So the concept basically is, I'm doing a late night talk show, but I'm the only one on the talk show. And if you think about a late night talk show, it, it, it's broken down into three styles of writing, right? Your first, your first part of a talk show is the monologue. It's topical one-liners. It's, it, it's quick kind of paced. Um, and it's, it's really there to garner your attention, right? And then the second part of a talk show is panel. You sit at the couch. It's storytelling. And then the third part of a, uh, of a talk show is traditional stand-up that's done at the end next to the band. So it's three styles of writing. And so I just do 20 minutes of monologue, 20 minutes of panel, 20 minutes of stand-up. And we have, quote-unquote, commercial breaks where in between I will literally, we, we throw to commercial and then I'm doing crowd work and we splice the crowd work up into like three or four different panels on the screen. So you see the audience member, you see who I'm talking to, you see the audience reaction and the band's playing the whole time too underneath it. So it's, it's all pretty cool. It's, it's, it's very different. And if you if you love stand up, but you want something just a little different than this, is it. you've been developing this for a while because I remember <laughs> you were in years ago and you were actually doing some of the monologue jokes you you said let me pitch you some of these ideas and stuff and i mean that and that sure. was before the yeah. pandemic yeah. so that's been years now that you've been developing this it's been five years uh everybody kept saying no i think that they thought that <laughs> to be honest with you and everybody said no and i was i was literally getting to the point where i was going to do it kind of like like what bobby and louie did right where it's just like let's self-finance this and put this out ourselves and I was getting to that point, and then um, Ryan Prozzi from uh, Amazon came and saw it, and he said, let's do this. I, I know exactly what this could be. And I go, great. And the thing is, is like when you watch the trailer, which is up now, or you see like little tidbits, you get it. But family members, good friends, they all came to the taping. Even the guys that produced it, the production company, Brian Volkweiss, who's done like 250 specials, and his guy Cisco, they, they've overseen all of these. And they, everybody said the same thing. When you explained it, I kind of understood it, but I didn't get it until I saw right. it. And I was just like, I don't, I don't understand that. But, but I guess when you're the only one that sees it, I guess maybe that was the hiccup. But, uh, but it, it looks fantastic. I'm really proud of it. And yeah, the monologue jokes especially were really tough because that, again, is a different muscle. People think, oh, you're a comic. You can just roast me. It's like roasting yeah. a muscle. Crowd works a muscle. One-liners are a muscle. Also, monologue is usually timely jokes. How do you, you know, you got to think of a way to make it where you're not making uh, Reagan jokes next year on, on, on your special, you know, you got to keep it. So, uh, the, the special is called The Last Late Night with Steve Byrne. It is available starting tomorrow exclusively on, uh, Prime Video on Amazon, which everybody has by now. Uh, I, I, think it's a great idea to approach it with a new concept. Not that I don't love straight stand-up, but sometimes you want something, sure. especially from a guy who's got a creative mind, to see something a little bit different. I And, and I, I think that it's important that people check it out because you're going to look at it from the cover and not know what it is. got to give it some time and you got to check it out. I think it's a great idea. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think the minute you, you turn it on, it, the opening credits are literally like a talk show. The band's playing. The set looks like a talk show. The crowd is there. You know, it's, it's, all, it, it's all so familiar. But it's also kind of like kissing the ring and paying homage to a dying form of television. Because yeah. we all grew up with a generation where they were, they were just barely hanging on to the variety shows, right? And they tried to bring it back a few times. But... That was done in the 60s and 70s and squeaked in the 80s, and it just died off. And I think the late-night talk show 
as television gets fractured, kids are watching TikTok, nobody watches traditional TV. It used to be a communal space, and now it's just kind of like a, this dying art form. And so I also want to kind of like acknowledge it because it's, it's such a launching pad for comedians, or at least it was back in the day. Yeah, and that's that is one of the things you guys miss out on now. And no, really, nobody's watching late night talk shows. I mean, Fallon, you know, stuff. But uh, but you watch uh, it on YouTube the next day. Yeah, exactly. If you, if there was a good stand up set. Right, exactly. You see on Twitter, I was on Fallon, and then you watch it on YouTube. Right. So, but I mean, that was that was the one thing sure. making comedians. So I I will tell you that with with streaming services like Netflix and and Amazon and. Uh, Hulu and all this stuff. I will just go to the stand-up thing, flip through, put one on, and just watch it and see. And I, I've discovered a lot of crap, but I've also discovered some really funny comedians that I, if I didn't just go put it on out of the blue, I never would have noticed. So we'll always tell you what sucks and what's good, and I guarantee you Steve's new special is great because Steve is just a funny guy. Now, what about uh, uh, movie-wise with you? I was really impressed with your uh, directorial debut, so I, I would imagine you're going to be doing more of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready to, uh, it looks like back half of next year, I wrote a film about Caltech. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Caltech's basketball program. It was a, it was like a Sports Illustrated article that kind of went viral um, maybe like 10 years ago. But essentially the story is that there's a basketball team, Caltech, MIT of the West Coast. They, uh, they have a basketball program, and they haven't won a game in 30 years. They're, they're <laughs> awful. They're nerds. They're dressing nerds that have never played sports in their life. That's how bad it is. It's like you're a nerd and you never even played dodgeball. It's like, oh, I'm at college. I guess I'll just be a D2 college basketball player. I mean, that's how bad it is. So coach, he's looking for his first coaching gig. He gets the gig. He wants to win. He's got the passion to win. That's the job. And he realizes he's in over his head. So the whole film is not about we're getting the championship. We're going to the playoffs. The whole film is just trying to get these nerds to just win one game. Please just win one game. So that's that's the whole film. So, um, so yeah, I, I spent some time interviewing the coach, wrote the script, and now we've got, like, two interested parties and in marching forward. But, but I, I will tell you, because I mentioned, you know, I'm here talking about my special, but i got to tell you, I, I saw uh, some of Bobby's special, and then I'd seen Bobby in Tampa before he's to take his special. Right. And I was I was on uh, Jim and Sam yesterday. We were talking about Bobby, and I got to tell you, I, I've always known Bobby to kill. I've always known Bobby to be a great comic. And as much as I'd love to dump on him right now, yes, I got to tell you, he is he's just hit another gear, and he's the best version of himself. Not only physically, he's done the work, but but on stage, he's just an absolute monster. I, I think he's literally one of the first funniest comics working right now. I'm not, I'm not saying that to like set up a joke. I really mean no. he's, he's crushing right now. He's he's still one of the funniest. Like I, you know, we hang out. We're best friends. So I'll go on the road with him for three days, go to all the shows, and laugh differently at each show. Like he may, he is <laughs> definitely a funny, you know, one of the funniest guys ever. Uh, this is Steve Burns, uh, Steve Byrne on the air with us. His new special debuts tomorrow on Amazon Prime exclusively. It's called The Last Late Night with Steve Burns. Steve is a great comedian. I'm, I gotta tell you, I wouldn't say I'm, I wouldn't say I'm mad. Are you mad? I wouldn't say I'm mad. I mean, you had, what band was in your special? Mm, yeah. Oh, uh, so it's called the Neil Kane Trio. And Neil Kane, I've known him for years. He, he's been the bass player for Harry Connick the last 20 years. Oh, all right. So a lot of those guys, uh, the piano player, uh, Andrew Fisher, uh, was Harry's, he's Harry's musical director when he had the TV show. Yep. And the, all these guys go on tour with Harry Connick. So 
it's like literally. <laughs> you know, All right, we'll like, allow it. Yeah, we'll yeah, allow yeah, it. Yeah. Not cool. Because Bobby put our band in his special, and <laughs> I'm just saying that's our thing now. We we go in comics, but but I I, I think you went a little bit above. Where yeah, yeah you, I think you did a, the smarter move. Those cats can swing yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> Steve Bird. Steve, just to give you a general uh, idea about our relationship with Steve, the first time we met him was years ago. We went on, I mean, we're talking 15 years ago. We went to Ireland, and Steve was burned out, and we didn't really get along. Not that we didn't like him, but we didn't really get to hang out with him much. He was turning in early. And uh, then the next year, we became best friends, and it was uh, Steve and Bert and all that. We had a great time. And we pressured Steve when he got his TV show. One of the things I remember when I was a kid is that on Cheers one time, those idiots Mark and Brian, who used to be the number one morning show in L.A., I was watching Cheers, and they were in the background at the bar mm-hmm. talking to Sam, like, off camera. Not, not camera, but, like, off out of the scene, you know? It, the scene was about yeah. Frazier, and they were in the back, and I said to Steve, you got Sullivan and son. Can I be the guy in the back in the bar like Mark and Brian were? And Steve said, if we get a second season, you guys will be on the second season. And sure enough... The day that they announced the second season, Galvin and I called Steve. And we're like, you said it. We'll yep. sue you. And Steve said, yep, come on out here. <laughs> and we were in the show, and it was great. So now, Steve, I have an idea for the next for the next thing for Galvin and I. And this actually oh, fits, re- no, it fits really good. It fits really good. If you make this... If you make this Caltech basketball movie, like all yeah. nerd sporting movies, there's going to have to be a tryout scene. Galvin and I could just be tryout rejects. We're both tall. We both look like we could, like, I'm balding so I could put glasses on and look like an old fat nerd who went to Caltech. Galvin will just come out there like a, like a guy who can't, you know, and then we could just be, like, in the montage of sucky basketball players. Well, the, you are correct. There are, there are plenty of montages. Uh, there is a tryout scene uh, that goes to disastrous effects, but um, see, I yeah, told I, you, I, 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 we're all, we all. Uh, I, maybe I could be a director. <laughs> I'll grow a uh, mustache and wear goggles. I'll be like a Kurt Rambis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, child sex a college all the, right? all the way up. <laughs> but it's it's a college of nerds and nerds. You know, like I might be going to yeah. get my PhD and and then these two fifty year old guys right. show up. To, <laughs> Shut that's up, Gio. Gio. <laughs> Part of the thing, Gio, is Steve leans over and goes, Jesus, "How old do you think the fat guy is?" Yeah, he's like. He's got to be at least 50. Step aside, kids. Yeah, and then I'll be like, all right, let's see what he's got. And then I just fall on my face, and you just guys just Am I still eligible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or Galvin and I could be the two guys who sue to get on. You have to let us try out because we're or we're just Or we're just in the stands for the tryouts. Yeah. Boo! <laughs> you could be the father of the guys trying out. <laughs> uh, well, we're Easily available. accomplished. Yeah. You I, are available. Thank you. Available. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. I wasn't sure. Give us a head. Um, uh, Steve is really a, a great guy and super funny and super creative. I think this is a great idea for a new comedy special. It's called The Last Late Night with Steve Byrne. It's available starting tomorrow. Great time on a Friday night. Go out with your girl, eat some dinner, come home, put on the special on Amazon Prime and watch it and uh, tell your friends about it. I, I think one of the most important things we can do as fans of comedy is to spread the word through your own social media and through just word of mouth because uh, without those late night shows and without a lot of the stuff, you guys you guys lose one of those aspects of uh, publicity. So I think that the more we do to help the comedy community by just spreading the word around about somebody that we like and think is funny, I think is great. So go check out Steve's new special. Uh, Steve, our Without former... The, you, you know what? You, 
you you just got cast as the head coach. Oh man! Steve, I'd be happy being the head coach of the opposing team. Oh, like one of the like I'm sure there's also a montage of other real schools just beating the pants off of you guys, and I'll just be the guy <laughs> in the polo with the clipboard that just looks and laughs at you. Yeah, guys, you know what I mean. Like somebody's got to be the dick. It's as though you're. It's as though you were in the room with me writing it all yeah. along. I tell you, I'm pretty good at this stuff. You know it too well. Uh, Steve Byrne, I hope to see you soon. Now, where? What land are you in? Are you here? Are you L.A.? Where are you at? I'm in New York City today. I fly back home to Nashville tomorrow, and um, you know, I had to get out of California. You guys know how crazy it's been there lately, but. Yeah. Uh, but I, 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 the, the breaking point for me was when my daughter asked me for help with her math homework. And this is the state of California, remember this. So, yeah. you know, you've heard things that are changing math, and they are. Like, my daughter's like, Here's, can you help me with this math question? I was like, yeah. And I read it. It's like, if you divide the number of genders by the bathrooms you can use, how much climate change do you get? <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you, I got something about California that tied back into you the other day. Uh, for Thanksgiving, I went out to Monterey, Carmel area, and uh, I would I would live there in a second. It's so beautiful. But the whole time we were out there, everybody was like, oh, Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood. And I was like, oh, I saw Clint Eastwood because Steve Byrne let us on the yeah. Warner Brothers lot, and he drove right past us in his Mercedes. <laughs> yep. It was still one of the coolest things Didn't ever. Didn't he almost hit his car with something? He like... almost hit us when we were in oh, the golf yeah. cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was awesome. Oh, my God. He, well, Owen Benjamin almost killed him. We used to go outside the studio and throw football. And Owen, as you guys know, he's 6'7". He could throw football. I'm not joking, 60 or 70 yards. He could throw bombs. Wow. And he hurled one. And as he did, Roy's going out for it. But Clint Eastwood rounds the corner. And this ball, I'm not joking, Clint Eastwood was looking left, talking to somebody. Oh, no. And this ball was maybe... 12 inches away from Ooh. literally killing Clint Eastwood. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't even see it. It just went whoosh. We're like, two, oh my God. You, you guys would have been unforgiven. <laughs> <laughs> two great things that could have happened. Uh, Owen Benjamin kills Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah. Great story. Uh, or Clint Eastwood does actually carry that dirty hairy gun. And he pulls out and just kills Owen Benjamin, oh, yeah. which would have saved Glad a lot of embarrassment in the future. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steve, good luck with the new special. <laughs> Check it out on Prime Video starting tomorrow, and I uh, hope to see you soon, pal. Thank you, gentlemen. Love you guys. Love you, Spanish. Love you, Steve. Gross. See you, buddy. Bye. See you, buddy. Bye, there guys. you go. The great uh, Steve Byrne. Uh, the, la- the last late night with Steve Byrne. Available tomorrow. I, he's he's a he's a smart guy, and it's a funny concept. I do believe because uh, I watched the trailer for it. I do believe we get a little Gary Cannon in there as oh, well. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I forgot to bring up Gary Cannon. I was going to tell him about the Cannon versus Cannon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let us take a break so we don't get too far behind. But Galvin, do you want to do the new open letter now? Whatever you want to do. Back. Let's Whatever do. We come do. back. We come back. I don't break. believe you. Brand new open letter from Galvin into Martin Gramatica. We'll do that next. It's the Mike Caldas Show. This is 1025 The Bone. You're listening to the